When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. Where you you're feeling it, right? Straight from the source. <laughs> I do. I like that I intro. Know. We, got a, we got the yeah, Olympian baby. dancing in studio. It's oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. Real Olympian with a nice uh, man bun. That's what we like. <laughs> we have two man buns in the studio with us mm-hmm. today. Uh, we have uh, George and Jay from Style Life who uh, have a new book called Attract and Seduce. They're from Style Life. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have some good info for us. They are going to have some good info. Yeah. They're good guys. They're Very great good guys. guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into it. Attract and Seduce a four-step system for attracting beautiful, high-caliber women and becoming the most interesting guy in the room, which was a number one bestseller on Amazon, or, number, or yeah. correct? Yes, Right, the Kindle correct. version? Yes, Yes, you. okay, cool. Well, this is wonderful. So you guys said that the author, Byron Seingalt, is a compilation between you know all of you guys. It's, it's not a real person, but all of you have submitted information for I just this picture book. like Conan's uh, segment where he takes like faces of like <laughs> celebrities and matches them together. Yeah, and then it becomes like you guys would become very. I mean, you're both very handsome, but it would become even handsomer. Yes, this, this Byron. That's this what Byron it's like. It's yeah, Byron's like, hot. Yeah, very hot. It's so, just of historical figures, <laughs> right? <laughs> so tell us how how do we do this? What is the four step system? Like the guys who are listening are like, okay, well, how how do I do this? How do I attract high caliber women? Because what's the difference between high caliber and low caliber? Marnie versus Kristen. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> which is which? <laughs> you I think the idea about what we mean by high, high caliber women would be having that selection of who you feel is, is what you want in your life. So Perfect. a lot of people struggle and a lot of people settle into – a relationship or uh, dating someone that they don't really want to be with, but they don't want to be lonely or alone. Right. So this is like, let's take it one step further. Let's match up with the people that we're actually seriously interested in. So that's yeah. what we mean by high caliber. Well, but we that's said- where the fear of rejection comes in. Right. So it's well, like someone I want to actually be with would not want to be with me. <laughs> well, yeah. we say that all the time. Like a, a lot of people take what they can get instead of going after what they want. So right. I love that you're teaching guys how to go after what they want. So what would be the first step? Wait, I don't want to give away the whole thing because no. I want them to read your book. But let's give away all. Let's do the whole yes. Thing. Oh, perfect. So I'll listeners. just shut up. You guys tell us exactly. You guys are what giving you it do. away like the girls do. Yeah, like low crop tops, <laughs> slutty Byron. <laughs> the Kindle version's ninety nine cents. We're not really trying to make a, a fortune off this. We're just uh, getting community built and getting people involved. So we're free to talk about everything today. Perfect. So give it away. So the first step would be open, which is essentially starting a conversation. Um, one of the things that I guess we should start with is that you, we mentioned that any seduction starts actually before you even start a conversation. 
It starts when someone first becomes aware of your existence, right? Like a seduction could start for a celebrity when someone becomes aware that they exist and is excited or not excited about them. Um, Two things that go into that are looks and reputation. So you could have a reputation as someone who's interesting or like amongst a group of friends, someone could say that you're like a fascinating person. And that's where that uh, that's where that seduction starts is with with the, that awareness. Um, awareness for yourself or awareness for other people? When, other people? when the other person becomes aware you exist. So if you yeah. happen to Google me and <laughs> find out that I'm a stellar professional athlete, yeah. uh, then that that's that's then it's begun. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you're into professional athletes, you're excited about me. Bingo. Yeah. Right. So all we're saying is that often open is thought of as the place that it starts and we do have that as our first step in this particular system but the seduction truly begins whenever the moment they become aware that you exist so if you're both in a bar you haven't spoken yet but you look over and see the other person well how are they dressed how are they standing all these factors looks are coming into play reputations coming into play okay so then there's actually getting the conversation started right Um, and for our students, we always explain that uh, you should practice as though they're not interested in you physically and as though they don't know who you are. Like if you have a reputation as though you don't, that way you're starting on uh, from a place of personality. And if you find out that they're physically attracted to you, it's a bonus. And if you find out that they know who you are. How do you do that if you physically see someone first before you see a personality or I'm, hear I'm a personality? You have to assume that they don't think that I, – like oh. I, I would always assume if I was practicing that they didn't find me physically attractive oh, and that I had to use my personality. Um, and and when I – if I found out that they were, if I was like, oh, they, they you know, this person made a comment or in some way shows they're attracted to me, that's a bonus. Like that's good. That's going to help me out. But if I go in assuming that – they already like think that then I'm going to have a problem. You might have a hard time though because you have like this masculine beard and like beautiful hair. How do you how do you do that? Appreciate For guys who might have self grow the hair and the beard. Well, how do they avoid you know like oh I am handsome? How do you backtrack like that? Um, I, I mean I, it's because a lot of guys write into us and they say. You know, I I don't have any problems in the looks department, but I have a really hard time creating conversation. Right. How do you kind of erase in your mind the fact that you think you're kind of hot? I would say that everybody like everybody can work on the physical aspect of themselves, whether it could be, you know, being better dressed or like you can always work on that stuff. So I always assume that uh, and, and not every I'm like just because you consider yourself good looking doesn't mean that you're good looking to everyone. That's a good point. Right. And so I can't know if I'm good looking to that person. Right. Um, I so can you're say saying like, don't rely on your looks. Absolutely. You're saying create your personality and own your personality. Right. So I, I, I always loved philosophy. I thought I always found philosophy to really fascinating. And one thing that I particularly enjoyed was the concept of identity. And that's obviously something that's discussed in philosophy all the time. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about it as I was teaching this was I learned that a lot of guys were trying to learn how to express themselves. And when they can't express – this is actually not just true for guys. It's true for everybody. Everybody yeah. wants to learn how to express themselves. Um, I just work primarily with guys. So sometimes when I say guys, I mean everyone. Um, a lot of people are just – everyone's just trying to express themselves in some way. And so um, – what we're trying to do is look at ourselves from another person's perspective. That's how you become good at seduction. You go, uh, how do I appear to them? If they rejected me, 
well, what was it that I was, how was I rejected? And what does that say about the way that I approached them or the way that I talked to them? Maybe it means I simply made them uncomfortable when I approached them, which is easy to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to approach a group of strangers and learn how to not make them uncomfortable. Um, That's what a lot of guys practice when they're practicing uh, opening, when they're practicing starting a conversation is how do you do it? Um, How do you do it? So I would say this, uh, it's, First of all, it's a skill set. It's a it's an art form, right? And uh, it's not magic. And so it takes practice. And so the first is learning how to practice. And I'm I'm going to get in. I'm going to actually answer this. I'm not yeah. trying to go around no. it. Um, so the first thing is to do is to understand the difference between a principle and a technique. Okay. Um, most teachers, and it's by no fault of their own. It's just. learning to be a teacher is just as hard as learning to be good at seduction or being a great painter or whatever. Being a teacher is different. Um, As a teacher, you have to understand the difference between principles and techniques. Principles are universal. Seduction is not inherently romantic. And it's also, uh, it doesn't, it's also not particular to a gender, right? Um, And it doesn't matter what sexuality you are. Seduction is part of human communication comes from uh, the it means like literally to to lead astray right so um, what you're essentially learning to do is to move people emotionally and the principle behind starting a conversation should be true if you're starting a conversation in a business context because seductions happen in business absolutely seductions happen in marketing seductions happen in uh, in politics right um, and so if it's a principle, it should hold true no matter which field of seduction you're playing in, regardless of whether you're a guy or a girl or whether you're gay or straight. Um, so you always have to start looking at – you look at the techniques and you say, like, what are they circling around? Um, it's kind of the way, like, you know, an astronomer finds a, 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 new, a missing planet, like a planet that they think they're. They, like, look for those gravitational fields and then they see that there's there must be something in the middle. Right. Right? So it's that same idea. That thing in the middle is the principle. And so the principle of starting a conversation is to make the group comfortable with you. If they're not comfortable with you, they'll reject you, right? Um, so the idea is that um, – that's true for everybody. If I'm approached by someone who makes me uncomfortable, I'm going to want them to go away. If you're approached by someone who makes you uncomfortable, you're going to want them to go away. And is everybody's comfort level different? Yes, okay. absolutely. And so one thing that uh, we have to deal with all the time, me and Jay travel, we teach every single boot camp for Style Life. And we've been doing it for oh, wow. eight okay. years. Um, and we do what we, you know, between one and three a month, every month for years now. Wow. Um, and so a lot of work. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's been a lot, lot, of, lot of personality. I'm sure it's fun. It's, it's, sure a, lot it's, of, it's a lot of road pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> um, George has a girl. I love how you guys didn't object to either of those. Yeah, <laughs> he's taken man. Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that. Uh, one of the things I think that is important to understand is that this this idea of being uh, comfortable is not there's no one technique that will make someone comfortable with you right and that's the idea everyone so everyone like you always hear about this one technique that one technique or this series of techniques these 10 techniques um the principle is what's important to focus on techniques are expressions of a principle um so what any seducer should be doing wherever they are is recognize that um the the principle is to make them comfortable 
what makes people comfortable changes from culture to culture, from city to city, from environment to environment. Right. Um, and so it's your job as a teacher to figure out what makes people comfortable. Um, as teachers, we have to give you techniques because I can tell you the principles to make them comfortable. You can intellectually understand that, but actually putting it into practice and experiencing it is is the way that you actually learn what that means. Right. You have to feel that. And you have to use techniques to practice it. Um, which so we, we supplied a bunch of yeah. – we actually had it's, – it, it's not just a book. The book links you to online resources and then in the online resources, that's where we give you all – I mean there's also techniques in the book too, but that's going to be constantly updated. So if somebody's trying to figure out, well, what are some actual words, like word for word that I can say to try to start a conversation, that would be a technique and that would be something that we supply in those resources okay. or a bunch of them. That's great. So, yeah, we have two openers that we, we teach to – we've taught to every you know student we've had in, in boot camps. Um, and basically those are their two techniques to practice. Well, I, I do want to take a step back before you do get to the openers, which I think will will be wonderful. Um, but to continue on this this comfort level, how, how do you get a gauge on how to make them comfortable or if they are comfortable? Like how, how do you know those things? I mean, you can see when somebody's uncomfortable pretty easily and they're going to they're gonna either turn away from you or make weird faces or right. they're going to say something that politely lets you know you're not particularly – and that honestly, that's about the worst thing that will generally happen is they'll say something polite like – I'm um, back to my friends. Yeah, I'm talking to my friends. Exactly. Yeah. So this Olympian over there. I want <laughs> to. Yeah. So it, it's it's not that hard to to see when people are uncomfortable. In which case, if that has happened during your practice, you just say, "Pleasure meeting you." For and, someone outside of this world, who like I'm in a relationship, I don't really go out to bars. I really have zero interest in meeting people. I find people to be incredibly off-putting and uninteresting. <laughs> why do people want to meet people so badly? Like, why do these guys go to boot camp to begin with? Like, do they just want to like, are they looking for the one? Do they just want to like hook up with girls? Like, what is their intention? Do they want to have conversations? What is it? It's all of that, right? Is it a hobby? Like I don't, I don't get it. Like there's, there's bowling. Like can't you just fill your time doing something else. Like I really just don't understand what the draw is to just hanging out with other people. Well, the I'm a little bit of an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if you see that or not. I, to, I, I, you know, I totally get it. And any given night, I'm tempted to just stay in and not go talk to people. Yeah, either. like what's the draw? But the, there is. We're really not that interesting. <laughs> there is something pretty exciting when you when you actually do get out there and you start meeting new people. Part of it is understanding where does this person start this person who came came to us where did they come from right so for example we could use me as an example because nine years ago i was a student right and so i came into this and i was i personally was lonely and uh scared of graduating from college and moving to a city where i didn't know anybody i thought i would never meet a girl i thought i would never have a girlfriend or even get to like m make out with a girl and explore those early moments before somebody's your girlfriend that i was just uh, upset and confused about that notion of being alone and so everybody's going to come from some kind of a mental place and it might not be exactly the same as mine you know there's going to be a different story for each person everybody's an individual but in general 
when people are getting into it, it's because they're experiencing some type of an emotional pain mm-hmm. and they want to experience a relief for that. And I can say firsthand that even though I do tend to like to stay in and just watch TV or, you know, do something low key and simple when you're actually out there in the world and suddenly you have met somebody that is fascinating and interesting and you feel like you are making a connection with them. That can be a lot more. Yeah, that can be a lot more exciting than the the one more night playing video games (laughs) that I would have done. Right. I want to get back to this comfort level because okay, so those were great examples of how to gauge whether or not somebody is comfortable. But so, how do you make people feel comfortable? So that is the first step. Pizza. It's a literally literally walk up to someone with slices of pizza or a whole pizza. That would that would make me so uncomfortable. Sorry, sorry, you guys are out of business. (laughs) Literally, that's it. Dairy, don't eat grains. I'd be very uncomfortable. (laughs) I mean, we've been trying to compete with bagel bites for a long time. It's really stressful. Um, We're winning. Well, they're Uh, bagel bites. I mean, you need pizza. You need a real pizza. Yeah, I mean, that was the mistake that we made. Um, So pizza and um, also – so basically making someone comfortable in conversation takes a lot of practice. Uh, There's not like – when someone goes out to learn this, we explicitly tell them over and over again, like, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to walk in, you're going to be saying something that you haven't said before, and it's going to feel uncomfortable. If you've ever tried doing any new art form, that's uncomfortable. You've been a comedian, you've been on stage for the first time in your life. Uncomfortable? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Horrifying? <laughs> yeah. like every time's the first time. Yeah, it's horrifying. Great. Uh, that's, how it, that's how it pretty much feels most of the time that you're learning to do this stuff. Yeah. You're, you're still intimidated to walk up to a stranger. Right. Of course, yeah. Um, but after a while, you start to get a little more confident um, because it's built on small successes. You can't just tell someone to be confident. Um, you have to show them. You have to guide them through small successes until they become more confident. Um, when they start with something that we tell them to say, you always get the you always get the response that you know this feels this feels a little uncomfortable. It's it's true. It's a technique. It's a new technique. Going to a martial arts class for the first time, it feels uncomfortable to throw your first punches and kicks. Playing right. guitar for the first time, I start I started playing last year, and I thought my hands were too small. I was like, right. it's, I'm too they're too small. This is never going to work. <laughs> It's um, uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Is that why having sex is uncomfortable? For, for the first time? No, I'm just kidding. That was, like a, that was like a small penis joke. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, so, so, so Tommy's Did that make you feel uncomfortable? Some of the, like, of the technique no, I was lines. Was some of the technique <laughs> lines that you, you would say. So as uh, training wheels, what would you tell some of these guys to say if they were making an approach? Sure. So do you want to do the, the cashmere sweater? Hey, real quick. I got to get out of here in just a second. Let me grab your take on this. So I need to get a gift. It's for my buddy's sister. She's having a birthday. I was invited. I know she wants a cashmere sweater. Here's the thing. Some of her clothes are small. Some of her clothes are medium. So if you were going to get a gift, would you rather it be a little bit too small or a little bit too big? That's really funny. Okay. I did a video for Ask Men a long time ago with Haley, who used to be a host on our podcast. And we had to write advice for dudes giving gifts for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And we did, um, and we did like um, something about like uh, workout workout clothes or something like that. And I said, get her a small because she'll be way more flattered, and then she can always return it and get the bigger size. Right. And that was my. So that's a good response. That was my advice. So you would have been engaged by this conversation. Yeah, because I would instantly have an opinion, and I would. And I and I think the small and I think that's a good. It's definitely a good conversation starter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just funny because that was my that was like my go to advice for a guy. 
Is that what you use to start conversations with women? Com- like sure. opener, like uh, I, uh, opinion openers? Or do you bypass that now that you've learned more skills? Well, I, I used that particular opener more than probably anyone. Really? Yeah, I did it maybe between 500 and 1,000 times before I <laughs> tried anything else. Okay, wait, wait. Question, though. Seasonal. Cashmere is kind of heavy. You can't mm-hmm. really do this in the summer. That's, uh, yeah. Also, uh, also, well, they travel all around the world, so maybe they can't. Turns out, turns out, not ca- the word cashmere is not important. You can say sweater; it could be a t-shirt. Okay, all right. You, okay, you actually don't need that at all. I just wanted to give you guys that classic. Yeah, word okay, because it right. doesn't make you feel really rich. Uh, but I do have mm, people, cashmere. people listening to our podcast know that I always reference Seinfeld, um, and there's a cash. So anyone listening is going to go, "Why didn't she mention Seinfeld?" So I know the Seinfeld reference. Anyway, let's move on. There's a Seinfeld cashmere episode. Yes. Let's move on. You were at, Marty, you were asking what makes the people you're talking to comfortable. Yeah. And there are a bunch of things that can make them comfortable or or uncomfortable, right? So things that make people uncomfortable to look out for when you're starting out. A really common one is that guys don't speak loudly and clearly enough in their question. <gasps> That's and a good point. When they're doing that, something funny happens. The person will scrunch up their face a little bit, and the the face that the person's making that they're talking to is an, I can't fully understand what you're saying, and I'm a little confused, and confusion is uncomfortable. And so if that guy knew that that's what was happening, all he would have to do is repeat the question. Oh, sorry, I was saying if you were to get a gift, would you rather it be a little bit too small or a little bit too big, right, a little louder? Right. And... He doesn't know that's what's happening. He starts taking things really personally, right? He's seeing that mm-hmm. scrunched up face. He's, she hates me. My entire life is worthless. And then then that starts to show on him that mm-hmm. he's freaking out. And then anytime and then you're, you're more uncomfortable. Right. Because when you, you, the person, is uncomfortable that's approaching, your discomfort is going to bleed right into their experience. So working on it long enough and practicing that you can be more comfortable speaking, uh, loud enough that people can understand you. There are a couple of other great things to make people more comfortable when you're opening, telling somebody why you're asking the question. So I didn't just say, hey, if you were going to get a gift, it's too small <laughs> or too big, which is better. You'd be like, what? Well, that came out of nowhere. So you, you want to avoid something that sounds like a poll and have a reason. If you use the phrase, the reason I'm asking is because, that's a great technique to practice to make sure you're telling people why you're asking yeah. them specifically ideally right so can you use the i don't know if you mentioned this in in the example but can you say because she's you're a similar size to her or absolutely. you have like a similar body shape or something so that's you going the extra mile you just created a new technique for some listener out there to say hey go the extra mile and make it even clear why you're asking this person and that will make them more comfortable yeah. and they'll be like oh I'm well I'm a medium so get her the medium right yeah. so that's another thing you can do you never you want people to know that you're not there to trap them and talk to them all day before you know them so it's nice to mention that like that you have somewhere to be like hey I actually have to get out of here and grab this in just a second that just would alleviate that feeling is this person trying to take up the next two hours of my life because that's uncomfortable when somebody comes up to you and yeah all all of a sudden there's a commitment involved yeah well let me ask a question so so a lot of people do use opinion openers and For me, I am so exposed to those 
questions mm-hmm. that as soon as I hear it, it it deflates me. Like that's the honest truth. As soon as I hear, hey, can I ask your opinion on something from guys? I'm just like, yep, uh, sure. Uh, and so. so how how have women responded to uh, an opinion opener like that? And is the point for the guys just to get over their discomfort and get into practice mode or is the point for them to actually like I, w- I want to understand more about this because I would sure. maybe well, use in LA or big cities but I would think a lot of women remark. are kind of not against it but they're just like oh, okay you but, know, I know what's happening here before I go into that I'm curious to get your take like what do you, why do you think it is that you are responding negatively like that or having that feeling about it well I think I mean if I could yeah. just jump in for Marnie I think because she's you're oversaturated. Like, yes, you for know, sure. you work in this industry. For me, I don't. So, I mean, I can kind of get a sense that, like, obviously he's looking for a reason to talk to me. Right. And I think it's a cute effort. Well, but you're getting that I'm not sense. expecting it necessarily. You're getting that sense only if he's done it wrong. Right. So I just used I just used an opinion opener on both of you. FYI, I asked you what your take on openers was and why you feel this is happening. That was it. I just did it. Right. Well, but, that felt way more natural. Yeah. So so the idea is that if, if it's done successfully, you don't feel like the person's just coming up to to have a reason to talk to you. And, and that's hard. It's really difficult, especially being a, a male approaching a female. But we were already in the conversation. Right. Sure. True. And that that definitely made it easier for me. Um, but you're also exactly correct in why Marnie would feel that way. It's because of the exposure. People don't like being exposed to the same pattern over and over and over and over again. So anybody who looks like a famous celebrity and has heard it a thousand times, they're probably tired of hearing it. Or if a girl has really beautiful eyes and everybody's always telling her well, she has beautiful eyes, she's tired of hearing that. It's just it, for for everyone pretty much on earth when you walk down the street and someone approaches you with a petition to sign. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't, no. yeah. I don't have time for it. We all have felt that pattern as, as men and women. We've all felt that pattern and don't like that pattern because it's something that's taking our time. There's no value in it, particularly for us, unless that causes, you know, unless that causes some importance in our life. Seduction is a lot about breaking those patterns and trying to have somebody feel like something different's happening. So the opinion opener, no good for you because you've heard it a thousand times. You know exactly that it was coming. For you, something completely different. But the whole point of it is that most people aren't so used to them. So it is the something different from, hi, my name is Jay or... Oh, you have such a good energy. I had to come over and say hello, right? There are certain sentences where those ones make my skin crawl too. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I, I hear you. That actually is a really good point. You're right. I am oversaturated to it, but it's so, interesting because Kristen's giving an honest response as to how she would feel about it, where she would know what was going on, but she'd still be open. That's just a way to break like it's more into like conversation. an e for effort. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and whatever happens next, like, you know, you were saying we were already in conversation when you did extend that second opinion opener and both of us didn't feel like you were trying to. Right, and you could use them as your second piece. The, the, The opinion opener does not need to be the first thing that you say. The first thing that you say needs to follow the principles of an opener, which, you know, are outlined in the book and we've already talked about being comfortable, which is really the one that they all come back to. If you can... Make people comfortable. The actual words that you're saying aren't important. What was important was that you followed the principles. And so that's really what we stress. And the opinion openers are one fantastic way to practice that. Okay. In the end, you don't have to. Let's say – I'll give you another example. Let's say I I happen to have exceptional hair and I could use it (laughs) – 
You do. <laughs> yeah, you have great hair. You both have really great hair. Let's just hypothetically say. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's a, really amazing. You have awesome hair. Truly exceptional hair. It, I My could. husband needs to have that, and now he's losing it. It's, it's, it's like the oh, death it's of him. It's horrible. Anyway, yeah. go on. I could stand near someone that I think might make a comment on my hair and I could know how to stand. Especially if you take it out oh, like God, you just yeah. did and did the little like <laughs> finette, like the yeah. Pantene Pro-V like yeah. hair flip like that. And so now if, if, if my maneuver was successful, I've baited you into talking to me and saying something like, oh my God, I love your hair. That's great. And by the way, you don't need it. You're exception. like, if you like this hair, <laughs> you uh, should. You are over <laughs> yeah. there. So, mm, I'm going to pretend that I don't I get any ear jokes. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Uh, so basically – and you don't, by the way, need to have hair. You could have like a cool necklace or something. There's, I actually have a necklace that does it better than my hair. But you could – I could bait somebody into maybe talking to me and saying, hey, what's that necklace? Tell me about it, right? And if they do that, then I followed the principles of an opener successfully. I didn't use an opinion opener, but I certainly opened – got their attention. Indirectly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's not – we're not saying – these openers are the one only way to do it. We're saying that this is a great way to practice the principles of an opener. Once you understand the principles, you can express them in your own way. Amazing. Attract and, sedu- attract and seduce a four-step system for attracting beautiful women, beautiful high-caliber women, and becoming the most interesting guy in the room available on Amazon. We're going to go to break, but before we do, you guys came and said you had some questions for us because it's called Ask Women. So I, I'd actually yeah. like to hear one question, and then we are going to go to the second half of the show where we have my good friend Scott McKay on the phone with us to dive into overanalyze this. But let's hear a question that you have for us. All right. Ask them a good one. All right. Do you want to pick one or do you want me to pick I want you to pick pick the perfect question. If that's, you mess up, I'm going to blame you. That's pretty tough. Um, okay. Marnie's answering all these questions. Well, let's just start. We're talking <laughs> about we're talking about starting a conversation. Yeah. So, what is the most common way that you guys have been hit on in bars? Like if you had to pick one common thing that happened, what was the most common thing that you'd say happened? I don't get approached. Ever. Yes, I, you do. I do I not. I think you just don't, like, pay attention. No, you come I'm in here and tell you, stories all the time. Oh, I was walking to Starbucks and this guy said this to me. You eh, get approached a lot. I, I really, it doesn't have to be a bar if it's Starbucks. No, yeah, it I literally anywhere. don't. Yeah. I, I got approached, like, this one time, like, a long time ago in a Starbucks. And the guy was, like, staring at me. And he was like, oh, can I get your phone number? I mean, oh. and that was it. I mean, I, I literally don't get approached. I, I don't. I think I put off a vibe that says, like, don't talk to me. Or I just, like, guys aren't into me like I literally don't get approached and it really hurts my self esteem Aww. yeah maybe you gotta get off your couch more and go out and interact well with people. it you know now that you're working out no you know I'm exactly. really putting show out those off those vibes pecs to people no I don't I don't the get most common way yeah um, I don't even know how to label it. Um, where they just engage me in conversation. But what might they say? What might they say? How? How do they engage? Um, Is it the long stare I, and then ask okay, for phone? Okay, all right. Wait, let me back. Let me backtrack. Most often, when people approach me, they start off with a smile at me, and then I kind of smile back, and then they'll break into conversation. So like my OSA method is kind of what people use on me. Maybe they're doing that on purpose because I've said to use it, but um, they just, they'll just break into conversation. So they'll have like one, like one one-liner that is something 
about what I'm doing or about the world that's around us. Like, oh, God, weather's crazy. Or uh, something about, like, the sm- a smell of a pleasant. That's the way I smell. Yeah, like. <laughs> this weather smells crazy. Yeah, it smells crazy. <laughs> Let's chat. So it's been things like that where it's, it felt quite natural. Um, at a bar, a lot of guys, uh, I have heard some really cheesy lines from guys. I've had other guys who come up to me and just, like, touch me and I don't like that yeah um I have had other guys who like if I'm trying to get a drink they'll they'll make fun of the fact that I'm trying to get a drink or something about my height and then um either they'll call the bartender over or they'll say like what are you drinking like don't worry I'll get it faster than you or something like that yeah what have you met somebody like that like has this worked by chance have you met somebody in a bar um, that you ended up dating or... Oh, I met a lot of guys that I ended up making out with in bars who like I hung out with a couple of times. Um, but nothing ever really... Subst- oh, actually, one of my boyfriends. Yeah? Yeah, that I met in a bar, but I think I was interested in him way before that's, he even tried to talk to me. That's, that's, that's good. super interesting. Yeah. yeah, like I was interested in him because I saw how he was interacting with his friends and he... Not that he wasn't giving me the time of day, but that his friends were more important like I saw a guy having a really good time with his friends like buying drinks bringing people See, that, into their that's circle. exactly what we were talking about earlier when we said the seduction begins the moment somebody notices you exist right because you noticed him and then you started gathering this information you're like oh, I like this I yeah. like what I'm seeing here so that's what we mean by reputation just the things that you're noticing he's having fun with his friends you know yeah those stuff. things are huge yeah absolutely that's why we point out that it really starts right there yeah, for sure. Well, that's when you have a lot of time. But there's even like certain guys where I am out and there's people who I'm just drawn to in a certain way. Sure. Um, and it, it's, it's sort of the same thing as to what you're saying. It's like seduction happens before you even say hello. It's like I'm yeah, you're drawn to calculate someone, certain definitely. things about the way that they're standing, walking, talking to other people. I'm I'm computing them. Right. And that's either drawing me in or pushing me away exactly. in some way. Okay. One more question. Okay. Um, let's see. Get on that mic, bud. All right. <laughs> um, so. La la lulu. Okay. So were you ever interested in someone uh, that you decided, uh, interested in someone romantically that you decided would eventually make a better friend than a lover, boyfriend, anything like that? Like you're immediately interested in them romantically and then later on. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. What, so this one guy, there? Clive, when I was backpacking. Oh, it's because his name was Clive. No, I like Clive. <laughs> he was older, but there was like this banter going on between us. We backpacked with each other. I was, if he would have done something, I would have followed for sure. And then it just hit a certain point. We were like probably five days to a week of backpacking with each other as a group. And I was just like, yeah, no, this is just going to be friendship because nothing had happened. So, yeah, absolutely. So what would have made the difference? Like what would have – If he would have done something. He would have had to just – Yeah, there was a lot of sexual tension between us. We had a lot of banter. But nothing so bold move ever – Yeah, bold move. But a bold move could have also said, yeah, this isn't going to happen. But a bold move – could have had me explore it. Great. Sounds like there was something there. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. There there definitely was. There are windows that need to be seized, though, and they do close eventually, right? Yeah, for sure. That's actually a topic that I wanted to discuss another week. Um, okay, these are good questions. So let's go to a break. And then once we get back from the break, Scott McKay is going to join us for Over Analyze This. Do you make really crappy money? Do you hate your job? Well... 
quit and drive with Uber. Uber is that super popular smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. I take Uber a bunch and I love them. If you've taken an Uber, you know how great the experience is. And it's the drivers who make the experience great. Seriously, every time I talk with someone who drives with Uber, they always have great things to say. Some of them just like like meeting new people. Some of them love being their own boss. Some of them just love earning extra money. So all you need to get started to drive with Uber is a license, check, and a car, check. So uh, driving with Uber is great for anyone who needs flexibility. Um, Parents, this is also a really easy way to work around your family's schedule. Students, you can make some extra money between classes. It's It's such an amazing way to make money. It's fantastic. So now is the time to cash in and start driving with Uber. You'll thank us for telling you, and you'll love getting paid every single week. And who knows, maybe we could be getting into your car when you drive with Uber. How funny would that be? The Ask Women Uber car? Sign up to drive with Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Want advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. All right, welcome back to the second half of the show. I always hate doing the intro for the second half. I don't know why. It's so funny because at the end of the show, you're so smooth. You're like, all right, thanks for listening. Well, that's my routine. I know what to do already. I've practiced. These are my techniques. I know them. These are new things for me, right, guys? (laughs) So uh, we are back with Scott McKay on the phone with us from X and Y Communications. Uh, He and his wife, Emily, who are the most adorable couple you would have ever met in your entire life, It is. I don't even want to go into it. Yeah, they're amazing. They're like the best communicators. Mm -hmm. They're both adorable. They're awesome people, wonderful people. I've known Scott for a very long time, and I've worked a lot with him. Um, So I'm happy to have him on the show. He advises men. He advises women. And he is going to be a part of Overanalyze This Today with our other guests. So are you guys ready to answer some questions from listeners? We're ready. Yes. And Scott, you're there, right? Yeah. Glad to be on. Thanks for that wonderful intro. I have to say, I think uh, my wife, Emily, is 99% responsible for us being See, this is why he's so good, because he says that every single time. I love it. Okay. Well, I'm still 1%. Right, yeah. yeah. But Scott, a, are you going to really be available, powerful. though, anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> a really powerful 1%. Okay, so oh, here's right, the yeah. first question. Hi, I'm 20 years old, and I like older women. They flirt with me and know I know that they like me, but say I'm too young, or if they have children, say I can't um, date somebody who's so close to my children's age, but I'm attracted to you. How do I make my age not an issue? Shane. You mean shame. Yes, shame, exactly. <laughs> so Scott, actually I want to hear what you have to say. So how how can this guy help a woman feel more comfortable with his age? So he's 20 years old, he's dating older women who have children, they're attracted to him, they like him, but there's there's some insecurities popping up for them. Okay, well there's two different ways I would handle this and I want to hear what y'all have to say also. Yeah. Because uh, this is certainly just one or two pieces of the overall puzzle. But first of all, I always tell guys who are that age, guys who are just getting out of high school or guys who are in college or maybe even just graduated from college, 
man, if I could unscrew your cranium and pour everything in there <laughs> that older men know about how to attract women, then you would have the whole package. Yeah. Because younger women don't like dating older guys because they're old. It's because of what they represent. It's because of the maturity, the decision making, keeping cool, calm and collected under pressure, all those things that make older guys just so dreamy to women, you know? Yeah. So basically, if men can understand how to stop doing stupid things, say, hey, y'all watch this and proceeding to hurt themselves. Right. And being flaky and not having any ambition and basically acting like children, they would get all the women their own age and perhaps older women also. Mm -hmm. So the first step for him would for would be to deconstruct what it is about older guys that attract women so much and be a little bit more mature, ha have some more ambition, kind of step away from being this young kid who can get away with a little bit more than say a 30 year old guy can. And he may perhaps find that some of these older women are naturally attracted to him. They don't have to make excuses. They're just going, man, you know, age is just a number and I'm kind of just really hot for this guy. So what what are things that he could say if those statements were to pop up? Like if a woman said, you know, I, yeah, you're you're my son's age. I, I definitely cannot date you. Even though I'm attracted to you, I, I, I can't date you. So what Well, see, now there's the other issue. Yeah. That, I said there was a two-pronged issue at least that came to my mind here. The other one is, look, man, it's just like some younger women aren't going to want to date a guy who's old enough to be their dad. There are going to be women who are game for this, who want a young guy who, and everything that you represent. And obviously, I've just given you a hint about how to represent what an older guy would represent as right. well as what a younger guy represents, which is always a plus plus. But, you know, it's not like there's something wrong with you if this 42-year-old cougar doesn't want to go out with a 20-year-old guy. But Maybe Scott, it is something that's yeah, I want to hear just Scott. kind of anathema to her thinking. you got to deal you, with it. You know? Do you really yeah. think that would be what was going on there, Scott? Hey, by the way, I'm Jay here. But okay. I, I, I'm wondering because if this girl is saying to this guy that, he, that he's too young for her, does that really mean that he's too young for her? Because wouldn't she just not be talking about whether or not they were going to be dating? Isn't there some interest there based on the fact that she's kind of flirting with him by saying, you know, oh, I, you're just you're too young for me. Here, like here's the thing with women and that I've noticed for myself, from other women that I talk to. We talk through our emotions. We do it out loud. A lot of men do it internally and then they tell us what their conclusion is that they've come to. And that's the information that we hear. A lot of the times <laughs> men get confused because you hear our thought process. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me. If I was in that situation and other women that I know who have been in that situation, it's really just saying out loud this insecurity and this thing that's making me uncomfortable. I'm kind of undecided on it, but I want to hear how it sounds bouncing off of you. And I'm kind of convinced at the statement that's being made. But depending on your response, it could potentially sway me in another direction. So I have a girlfriend right now. She's 36 and she's dating a younger man. He's not 20 years old, but she's dating somebody who is 29. And that's a, a new step for her. She just got out of a relationship. She was with a 47-year-old. Her previous relationship was with a 46-year-old. So she's she's used to dating older men for long periods of time and she was saying to me she's like I will be honest she's like I think to myself 
why am I interesting to him? He's not going to be serious because he's 31 years or 29 years old. He's like all of these things come up for her that say to her, it's not going to be what I'm looking for, but that she's really drawn to his youth, to his spontaneity, Mm. to the fact that he has energy. Like she loves all of those things about it. But there's that insecurity there that he's going to leave her. She's too old for him. Whatever it is, there's insecurity surrounding the fact that this is not going to work because that person is younger. And in her mind, she's seen other stories of people who are that age that that don't work out. So that is what's going on for a woman. It's insecurity. My take would be I think she would find it sexy if he was like, I'm not going to take that for an answer. Yeah. To an extent, of course, if he became creepy about it, then it would be weird. But I think if he became really authoritative, it would almost make him appear older. Well, that's kind of what Scott was talking about, Mm -hmm. about like, you know, the the, I think the way to do it actually, I guess I sidestepped the answer, was exactly what Kristen just said, was to take ownership of it and help her calm down and just say, "I, I don't care about your age. I'm wildly attracted to you and I'm up for it. That that would yeah. that would help me become more calm. Doesn't mean I would get into a long term relationship with you, but it would help me feel more calm in that moment and move forward with whatever so I'd like we, to we're doing. Yeah. Pull one more lesson out of this yeah. for us all to look at. And remember, you know, seduction isn't necessarily a man seducing a woman. It could be a woman seducing a man. Yeah. So let's just look at a dynamic that happened here. If this girl wanted to draw him in closer and she was being tactical about it. She's done a great job because she said that he's a little too young for her. And immediately he's stepping up saying, no, no, I'm not going to take that. You know, like right, uh, yeah. we can make this work. So if if he responds in any of the ways that we've hypothetically thought of him possibly responding, she's actually drawn him much closer. So there's something very interesting happening psychologically there that yeah. I think is is anybody who wants to study seduction should look at that moment of what's going on for the person on the other end of the question. Right? For sure. Also, and, the, another thing to take home from that, um, when you when you get home, you know, if you're if you are going out, you meet this person. When you get home, just think about what was she going through when she said that. Um, what, it, like you said, it's a number of insecurities. What insecurities were coming up that were making her think this guy's not right for me? Like my friends might think it's weird that I'm dating a 20 year old. Yeah. Um, you know, like it might not work out because he's young and impulsive and he doesn't know what he wants yet. Um, and there may still be, you know, a chance if you actually sit down and think, well, you know, am I going to do that? And can I alleviate it uh, in some way? And if you can, then you have some at least an idea of something you can try. Um, it may not work because you have to try it out to see. Right. Um, but you have something. You have to actually think of it, again, from their perspective. What is she feeling? Yeah. My um, husband had that. He's like nine and a half, ten years older than me. And I remember he had broken up with me um, in the beginning of a relationship because I was so young. And he would say, I know you're going to want to do X, Y, and Z in the future. And this relationship is going to hold you back. And then I don't know whether or not I stood up in the way that you guys are talking about, but I was able to maybe show him that I was more much. I don't even know really what was going on, but I can, I can totally understand how those things you should would him. pop up. I'm sure I have at some point, but yeah, I should definitely ask him again. Okay. Next question. Really good answers. Uh, next question. Hello, ladies and guests. Thank you for the podcast. I've been binge listening and enjoy the lessons being taught and subjects being covered. Here's my situation. I'm 25, work as a server. 
looking to go back to school and live with my dad and my brother. I like my living situation. However, I have a lot of insecurity about bringing women back home because I live with my dad and brother. My dad and brother are cool with it. However, I can't seem to get past this fear of what women will think when I say I live with my dad and my brother. What are your thoughts on this? Be good to yourselves and thank you for your podcast, Brad. How old did he say he was? He's 25. But but let's try to answer this in a general way for people who are in that situation. Definitely focusing on the fact that he's 25, but maybe for other people who are in this situation later on in life. Scott, I would love to hear what you have to say. I'm going to go first every time, Mark. Yeah. Well, I don't okay. want to forget you on the phone. Um, <laughs> man, I have so much I'd love to say about the last question, too. Oh, well, you, if um, you want to add on, please, please. Sorry, well, just really back quickly, to you. Marnie, you made such a wonderful point. You and your co-host – made such a wonderful point and it just went floating right under the bridge. And that's the whole idea of men taking charge and saying what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and women following that lead because it's masculine and sexy, almost as if women are hardwired to do it. And I was going to say that is not only so true, um, and you also kind of alluded to the fact that it is one of those things older guys do compared to kids. So it, it kind of piggybacked my answer a little bit. But more importantly, that transfers to every situation you can think of with women. For example, if you've taken her he- her hand and you're headed to the bedroom with her for the first time and she puts her hands on your chest and goes, should we be doing this? Mm-hmm. The answer that comes out of your mouth is exactly what's going to happen. Oh, you know what? You're right. We don't know each other well enough. Maybe we should back off. She'll go, yeah, yeah. That's what I think too. If you go, oh, no. We absolutely should be doing this. She'll go, oh, good. <laughs> you know, and away you'll go to the bedroom. No. I thought that was a brilliant point. And you also mentioned seduction. That goes hand in hand with this because women are so insecure, like you said, about being branded a slut or you know being too forward. When a man sort of takes the lead – it, it gives a woman a way to, to say, you know, this was all his fault. I didn't have this in mind. Right. This isn't what I had planned. He just swept me off my feet and here we are either going out together or having sex or whatever it is. So I thought those two points were really good and deserved a little bit of elaboration. Why, thank you. I'll accept your award. <laughs> well, yes. That was perfect. Exactly no, what, I love that. I love that you added that in. So I don't thank know you. what I'd put at the top of the trophy. <laughs> the nice one. Boobs. Um, yeah. For this one, you know, here you got a 25-year-old guy. I'm going to soften my typical demeanor on – this question because it's kind of like a Brady Bunch thing. It's him and his brother and his dad, and it's their three men getting along together. That's kind of like having roommates. If he's living in his mommy's basement and his mommy's doing the laundry and cooking him you know, breakfast and stuff, that's what's repulsive to women because here's a guy who has no ambition. He doesn't even know how to lead himself or take care of himself. How is he supposed to be a provider, protector, or leader if he has a family someday or when he has a woman in his life? So I think they're marginally different. I wouldn't be so self-conscious about living with dad and brother. That I think that's going to fly a little better in the minds of most women, especially since he's only 25. Depends on where he lives. It depends on what the norm is. Uh, you know, like in North Jersey, Bay Area, housing is really expensive and more people tend to tolerate that. You know, if he lives in a place where it's pretty easy to get a roommate and get a you know, two-bedroom apartment together and that's what everybody does, then there's going to be less tolerance for it. Ultimately, it's about is he a leader? Is he, taking a, is, he, is he taking a role in establishing his life outside of living with mom and dad, getting a, his own roof over his head or, or what? I think that's what it's about. Okay. Let's hear what you have to say. So you're shaking your head a little bit. 
Well, I, I think it's important to note that it, that you can succeed no matter what your living conditions are and that there's actually nothing that's going to be completely the wrong answer. There's always a way to talk about something. There's always a way to explain what this piece of your personality is to bring it to an extreme. All right, I'm living in mommy's basement. Then you find out that mom's real sick and I'm taking care of her because I love her and that's how I want to spend my time. What if she's not sick and you are like mm. you've kind of been a fuck up? Right. And that's just one one example was the, the sick thing. The, the point would be that there's always a way to talk about it. So I've been kind of a fuck up. All right. Sure. I'll go for it. Yeah, I'm, I do. I live with my parents right now. I went through crazy hard time in my life recently where everything kind of hit rock bottom for me and it was actually what it, was, it was actually the most sobering thing that's happened in a long time and it made me reevaluate everything that I've been doing I decided to move back in with my mom and just go back to the nest and heal and recuperate it's been an absolutely incredible experience I've quit drinking since then I'm back on my feet I've got a new job my goals are in line, and I'm about to take over the world. And that's why I live with my mom right now. Yeah. How, I, about, how about people who are still in it, who aren't recuperating, who are kind of just living that life? What do you say then? Like, I don't really have my shit together. I'm kind of still searching. Then work on yourself and yeah. then start so, dating. Okay, so don't <laughs> date during that phase? Is that what the... If you feel down about yourself and if you are not in that place where you're confident about who you are or what you can offer to others, then don't expect to find a match that has their shit together and is on a completely different path. That right, That's right. what I kind of think. Like, right. I'm not saying that people who are down on their luck who are in a miserable state should not be out there dating. Mm -hmm. they, they absolutely can be. But um, it's if you've got a lot of stuff going on, then that's going to cloud however you select people to allow into your lives or the way that you project yourself self to others. So that, right. that's – that's what you're going to get back. If you're saying, uh, you know, I'm not that great of a person and I live with my parents and I'm kind of in a shitty mood right now, then most likely you're going to attract people who also feel that way about themselves yeah. so that you can commiserate with each other. Um, and I'm, it, yeah, that, that's that's my answer. I, I don't think that uh, – to answer for Brad, I don't think it's a huge turnoff for women. I love what everybody has said in this conversation. That is – it's the way that you respond. It's also, the way that you look at that situation. There are a lot of there are a lot of 25-year-olds oh yes, living yeah. with parents. Yeah, and that's the thing. When you look back when you're a little bit older, you'll be like, I was, everybody 20, I was 25. People that's are living really with their parents for longer and longer. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Just if, if you're 50 you're, years old, it's different. Yeah. But, yeah. And also sure. pretend yeah. you're in Europe. You can't blame having been – or mom having been sick on the last 30 years you spent at home. Right. Uh, exactly. You know, but he's here's 25. the bottom line. The way I see it, here's the bottom line. If you live on your own and you're making your own way in the world and that's in your favor, that's something you're going to want to gladly tell women about. If you're still living with mommy and daddy, that's something you're going to want to sweep under the carpet and hope they don't find out. That yep. says it all. It's less attractive to women if you're staying at home with mom and dad. It's but more attractive I, if you're independent. Look, I'm but living does proof that mean that you're never going to get a girlfriend? Of course not. Uh, of course not. I've done it. I've been with yeah. women in my mother's house, guys. Everybody <laughs> on air, hi, mom, hi, dad, if you're listening. I've totally <laughs> brought women bed. home. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> they gave me my own bed, you know. So yeah, I I, I'll be honest. Theirs. And if, actually, mom if slept I was under the carpet for I was you. living on my own, doing my own stuff, and some guy starts talking about, you know, how he still lives at home, and it, it, he may have not, he may not be selling it the right way. But no matter what, there is going to be a little ding going off in my head of like, oh, he lives at home still, and like where I would want to know more. I want like what you were saying before in the beginning half of the show about the why behind the cashmere sweater question. Mm -hmm. I need to know the why in order to. Calm that thought 
that I have about you because that thought is potentially opening up a whole bunch of other thoughts about who you may be. I love that you're thinking about me. As a seducer, I'm so yes. excited. You're like, <laughs> I have these thoughts. Who are you? You're, you're curious. <laughs> like, I'm so glad that I mentioned I lived at home and I'm on your mind now and you're wondering all these things because I have so many opportunities to answer your questions. See, there you go. Tell I like you that. who I am. But that's about being open and having the right responses. Okay, I'm getting a big circle that says get the hell out of here and wrap up your show because other people need to get into the studio. But thank you, uh, Scott. Thank you, Byron Seingal. Is that how they, you pronounce it? That's right. Okay. Is he Jewish? No, he was a uh, pen. Actually, Seingal German. Was, Seingal was actually Casanova's pen name when he was. Ah, uh, ah. Casanova, huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, and we'll go, well, go check out ah, Art like and that. Seduce, a four-step like system for attracting beautiful women and becoming the most interesting guy in the room. It's on Amazon. And then for Scott McKay, who you will definitely have back on our show so that he has more time to present himself, but he has amazing information that every man needs to hear, especially if you are a little bit older. Um, wonderful information. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash Scott with one T. M and find out more information about him. Thank you, Scott, for being on the phone with us. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every single week on Thursday. I announce it on Friday. You can download new episodes every week or you can just subscribe so that it does it automatically for you. Um, thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to the people who submitted new songs and intros for our show. You guys are freaking amazing. And we will see you guys next week. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to YouTube.com slash WaitForItComedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. <laughs>